0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews for over 20 years. You can read all of my reviews there anytime. Quipster.net. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Before I get into today's review, I do want to give a couple of quick plugs. One is for my other podcast. If you enjoy films of the 1980s, I do encourage you to search for Around the World in 80s Movies on whatever platform that you're currently listening to this show on. You'll probably find it. Getting into a lot of really fun, interesting, and very exciting films from the 1980s, and I look forward to hearing from you as far as those films go. Also, A woman named Rachel wrote to me she's been a longtime listener and had some complimentary things to say about this show which I always appreciate so I actually have come to find out that she does her own review show and I wanted to give her a plug as well because I checked it out and it's very good. It's actually a video format of reviews, but it goes into a lot of depth. So I wanted to tip you off because she does f- new film reviews as well and a lot of film reviews that I haven't done yet. So check it out. I think Red Sparrow is the most recent one that she did. You can go to grittyfilms.com. That's G-R-I-D-D-Y-F-I-L-M-S dot com. And I encourage everyone to check that out and give her your support. She's just starting out and I'm sure Rachel would love to have an audience. So I highly recommend you do So as far as today's film review, I'm going to be going off of a film that actually is currently available on Netflix. If you have Netflix, you can watch this right now. You don't have to go out to the theater or look for it somewhere in some art house that's like 50 miles away. It's right there in your home. It's called Mute. It's a science fiction thriller it's not rated, but I would gather it would be an R rating because it does have strong grisly violence, some sexuality, brief nudity, and language. And it runs two hours and six minutes. Alexander Skarsgård is the main star, supporting roles going to Paul Rudd, Justin Thoreau, and a whole bunch of others in the cast. The director is Duncan Jones, and Jones also co writes the screenplay along with Michael Robert Johnson. So, this is a Netflix film. But it is a passion project, and as you've just heard, it is directed and co-written by Duncan Jones. If that name sounds familiar to you, it's because he made a splash as a director with his own Moon, as well as solidifying his fans with his follow-up to Moon source code, which I happen to think is a really great and fun movie. So I would gather that the primary interest for most people who are going into Mute is deliberately based on the fact that Duncan Jones is the writer and director of this film. His last effort, though, Warcraft, that had been much wider in scope than Moon and Source Code and a much higher budget. However, studio demands and fan expectations had Jones handcuffed for the making of that movie. The result had been, unfortunately, for such a promising debut and follow-up, a box office failure that never quite gelled in the U.S. However, worldwide it did very much better. In fact, in China it really made its money back. Fans have not really been dissuaded because they feel Warcraft was not necessarily Duncan Jones' fault to some degree anyway. We basically came to the conclusion that this was a film that had likely gotten away from the still relatively new filmmaker. We really wanted to give him another chance based on those first couple of films. However, despite having conceived of Mute as his debut film 16 years prior, yes, this was something that Duncan Jones really wanted to make as his first feature. He couldn't quite get it off the ground. Obviously, this is a movie that's going to cost a little bit of change to make. I think that Mute, unfortunately, is likely going to be the one that has the largest impact on Duncan Jones as far as his fans being skeptical about his prowess on projects that may be yet to come. A little bit of background to this, this film returns Duncan Jones to Berlin. Berlin was a place that Duncan Jones spent a good chunk of his life, while his father, very famous father, David Bowie, would be working on music. Bowie was there in the 70s working on music, and it resulted in his acclaimed Berlin trilogy of albums. Now, one can see within the storyline of Mute some similarities to Duncan Jones's life, There's an eight-year-old character, an only child, just like Duncan Jones, who's shuttled around by her father while he's always away on business in Berlin, and her mother is nowhere to be found and leads her to be left to be raised by others, including prostitutes. In connection, Duncan Jones, whose own father had been very busy with his music career, and his mother, Angie Bowie, had become absent as a mother and then completely estranged to him. He had been mostly raised by others, especially his Scottish nanny Marion Skeen, who died in early 2017 and, not so coincidentally, was one of the two people that this film, Mute, is dedicated to at the very end, the other being his father, David Jones, aka David Bowie, who had divorced and then left Duncan with Angie. Now Marion Skeen, the woman who ended up to a large degree raising Duncan Jones, also died in 2016, so this film really is dedicated to the memory of both of them. Now, contrary to that, Duncan Jones sets mute not in the past of Berlin and his youth, but in the future of Berlin in the year 2052. In the cityscape, that seems directly inspired by Blade Runner, no doubt. It's going to be the first thing you think of when you see the visuals of this film. Alexander Skarsgård stars as a man named Leo, which I always appreciate because it keeps me awake through the whole film when I hear my last name anyway. Leo is a mute Amish bartender. He's speechless Ever since a childhood accident that had ended up severing his vocal cords, being Amish, the mother didn't really want to put him under the knife, not really trusting such things. He grew up with these Amish beliefs and he ended up having to force himself to express his own feelings through facial gestures or body language or note writing and an occasional art piece. Yes, he is an artist as well on the side. Leo is very protective of his girlfriend. He ends up having to traverse the seamy underbelly of criminals within the city in search for that girlfriend, Nadira, whose shady past eventually comes back to haunt her. Meanwhile, while he tries to find his missing girlfriend, we also follow a couple of American lowlifes who are in Berlin, working as surgeons for the criminal underworld. They're named Cactus and Duck, played by... Paul Rudd and Justin Theroux. I never know how to pronounce that name, so please accept my apologies if I'm really mispronouncing his last name. Now, Anxious Cactus is doing whatever he can to secure the doctor documents necessary to get himself and his young daughter out of the country while the more laid-back duck feels free and liberated in the bustling city. Although the storytelling within... Duncan Jones' last two films leave something to be desired. I would say that he continues to make visually appealing movies at the very least, and Mute does offer a very robust, very eye-popping imagining of a Berlin set decades from today. It's obviously influenced by Blade Runner in its design, but that's also something that I find quite appealing as well. Blade Runner, of course, being one of my favorite films of all time, I always like an homage, even if it cribs. Now, the same summit goes for the structure of his story, which dabbles into a mystery that needs resolving. It churns up a lot of future noir plotting, albeit with quirky and eccentric characters lifted from a Coen Brothers' modern noir, perhaps, That noir element also will remind some people of Blaine Runner, but unfortunately, if you do a comparison to Blaine Runner, that also means that it's someone else's vision that's being implanted into this one, and that makes Mute feel more derivative than it should for a vehicle that feels as if it were written by someone who thinks he has something more profound to say in Duncan Jones. Jones also works very well in allowing his actors some room to explore, Paul Rudd and Justin Turow. Offer charismatic performances with some interesting interplay that does offer up the notion that these are two partners who've known each other for quite some time. Scarsguard does what he can to emote effectively in the mostly non speaking role. I think he was mostly cast not only for being a known property, but because he is kind of tall and imposing i suppose even though i find him very friendly generally speaking so i i don't think that i would find him extremely intimidating based on his performance here but he's supposed to be where jones sometimes has trouble with his actors is in trying to make his child actors here in this film seem like more than just props in service of his plot instead of flesh and blood characters with whom we should readily feel are in great peril that's something that's a liability for this film And then when we get to the answers to the mystery, we realize that when they're revealed, it has very little impact on us emotionally when it really should actually ratchet things up. I would say Jones sets things up as if we're supposed to feel impacted by the plights of so many in this film. And yet it feels all very manufactured, very concocted. Each point in this plot gets checked off and we grow even more distant to these characters at moments in which we're supposed to be on the edge of our seats. For a thriller, that means... It's not really clicking in that way. Mute is also quite graphic in its levels of violence. It includes some rather unsavory sequences that take place in this makeshift operating room in which Cactus and Duck use to slice open their patients and try to operate on them, all the while chatting it up and wisecracking as if they were on the set of MASH, especially Robert Altman's version of MASH. Reportedly, Duncan Jones' favorite comedy is Robert Altman's MASH, so hence the homage that he's striving to emulate to make these surgeons actually they're ex-combat medics just like Hawkeye Pierce and Trapper John McIntyre were in MASH so very much very obvious the homage there however as gruesome as the film can sometimes be in that violence and those surgery sequences the level of taste may push toward completely unpalatable when there's this pedophilia subplot that's developed which is addressed in a way That's either played for jokes on some occasions, and sometimes it continues to push for more stakes at the climax, the thriller climax. Some viewers are likely to find offensive that it's used in such a cavalier fashion. Certainly, your mileage is going to vary there. It did kind of bother me in a way, so that may have affected my overall enjoyment of the film. The nastiness of Mute takes some of the wind out of the comedy and thrills for me, especially as the story gradually becomes less enjoyable as it progresses into the second half that's already an overly lengthy film. It really outstays its welcome as far as I'm concerned. Mute does have some interesting ideas, to be fair, enough to suggest that Jones really hasn't shot his entire WAD as a storyteller with his first two films. It has very nice technical aspects, and a terrific cinematography here from Gary Shaw Another brilliant score, as you'd expect from Clint Mansell, so definitely from a technical standpoint, I think it's all here. A great deal of admirable qualities in search of a story, though, worth contemplating beyond just the whodunit at its heart. Perhaps the limited budgets and the scope of Moon and Source Code were a benefit to Duncan Jones to be able to think creatively. His last two efforts saw a great widening in scope and budget between Warcraft and this one, and Jones we find is more enamored of his technical tools at the expense of his story and characters. Maybe he's just really trying to do something new and interesting and exciting visually, and not really applying the, the trade of being a master storyteller that we hope Duncan Jones would end up being. It doesn't really show forth here. This is a film that ends up being both odd and uneven at the same time, and, it's, and unfortunately, Mute ends up being a misfire that will find probably a certain audience, but is very limited. I, I would say it really slices to a very small selection of people who really enjoy Duncan Jones as a filmmaker. So I can't really quite recommend this film, despite some interesting aspects. I do want to say before I get to my final grade here, that if you're a fan of Moon, there is one sequence in this film. It's a courtroom scene that's played on television, so it's kind of a throwaway, but It actually ties Moon and Mute in the same universe, so so you'll probably get a kick out of that, at least I did. Overall Mute, unfortunately, I think is probably Duncan Jones' weakest film, and I can't really recommend it. I can't really get behind this film, despite some admiration, and hopefully Duncan Jones' We'll get back on track with his next feature. I'm going to give Mute two stars out of four. Two stars on my scale means that it's lacking something vital that keeps it from being a good film. And I think what really it's lacking is focus. And I think Duncan Jones had a lot of ideas. This is something that's been gestating in his mind for about 16 years. And he had all of these new ideas. and visually and from an homage standpoint he tries to cram it all in there and it really just doesn't work unfortunately i think really stripping this down to a more basic level and maybe stripping out a lot of the homage to mash and blade runner and hardcore and point blank and all the other films that he's obviously cribbing off of and just trying to make a story that comes from within i feel like he at one point saw this as a very personal film And then injected it with a lot of vision that has been created by the masterwork of other films. And so once you start borrowing from the vision of others, you no longer have your own unique vision. at least that's how I see it. So two stars out of four, unfortunately, is all I can give Mute. And that's a real disappointment, considering how much I really enjoy Moon and Source Code. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the review. If you did, I do encourage you to click the subscribe button, even though I didn't have a lot of encouraging things to say about this film. I swear to you, I do like films. And if you listen to some of my other episodes, you'll find that I do like other films as well, even though some people might think that I'm a little picky here and there. But if you really want to find out what my takes are on films, you can find over 4,000 of my written reviews on my website, quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R dot Until next time, thank you, everyone, for listening, and enjoy your time anytime you go to the movies or you enjoy a film streaming at home. Regardless of whatever you choose to do, I do hope that it's time well spent, and maybe you'll even enjoy Mute more than I did.